I am so glad that Megan and Josh had me in their home to talk about their three-year-old son, Edison, who has Apert syndrome. I appreciated their honesty. I was happy to meet Edison, who is the first person I've ever met with Apert syndrome. Megan, when did you realize that Edison had some issues? Um, I think the second they laid him on my chest, so after he was born, but he looked a little different, but they had used a vacuum on his head, so I wondered if maybe that's why he looked different. Plus, when they come out, they're so gross, so I didn't really know. But they immediately took him away to the table, and then I felt like there was just a weird like, feeling in the room, like a weird vibe. And so I think I was like, oh crap, something's wrong. <laughs> I think it was around then. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Uh, um, well, I actually, during the birth, noticed there was something different about his appearance on his face. And then the same thing, when they laid Edison on Megan's chest, I could see his hands and I could see that all of his fingers were fused. And my first thought was like, oh, okay, so he's got webbed fingers, no problem, we can deal with this. Um, and then when they took him over and the nurses were cleaning him up and uh, sucking out his lungs and different things, I walked over and the nurse basically said, there are some anomalies. Um, he has fused fingers, he has fused toes, um, oxygen levels low, but we don't know what this is. And that was sort of our foray into, <laughs> into what we found out later. And we didn't, we didn't actually find out what his syndrome was for probably a couple of hours. The nurse immediately asked me if, she, if I wanted her to call a pediatrician. And I said, of course I want you to call a pediatrician. And he came down and said, I think it's one of two syndromes. It's either Apert syndrome or Pfeiffer syndrome. And he said, but I need to go do some research. And then within a couple of hours came back and confirmed that he thought it was Apert syndrome. Um, at which point we basically decided to send him to Primary Children's Hospital. And what did primaries do? So they, they pretty much just confirmed that. Okay. So he, he was um, admitted into the NICU and we saw geneticists over the next few days and ENT and plastic surgeons and neurosurgeons and we just met a team of doctors who, but the geneticist pretty much said, we don't even need to do any testing. He's, you know, has all the signs of Apert syndrome. Yeah. So that was that. So what have been some of the challenges that you've had and uh, with, with Edison and, and his life with Apert syndrome? Um, a lot of surgeries. Yeah, first surgery was at about four months. Mm -hmm. Um, he had what's called a craniotomy, so they had to basically go in and create a way for his skull to be expanded so that we could make room for his brain. And we've done two of those, pretty intense, long surgery, um, and I like to think of it like braces for your head. They basically put devices on his skull that we had to turn twice a day, and we would open his skull a millimeter every day. Wow. So, um, then he's had all of his fingers released. So that was two separate surgeries um, where they did, they have to basically do every other finger on the releases um, to make sure that the blood supply is there and they don't lose the fingers. So two surgeries on the fingers. He now, we found out when he was about two years old. No, just after his first birthday that he has hydrocephalus as well and had to have a shunt place in one of the ventricles in his brain. Um, and that has been a complete separate journey. <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, it's never surprising to us now than, you know, if, if a doctor says it's time for another surgery, we know that he's got 
multiple surgeries in his future. But um, it's, that's also kind of the beauty of what he does. We have great relationships with lots of physicians. We know lots of parents who go through similar things. And um, it's just, it's interesting. It, it's nothing we ever thought we would experience in our lives, but we've learned a lot and um, made fantastic relationships because, because of it, so. So tell me about the joys. Oh, he's the most pleasant, happy kid in the world. I feel like oh, you yeah. can ask for a better, a better, like more pleasant child, I feel like. Yeah, and I think, you know, common things. You know, our daughter was walking at nine months, saying words, and Edison turns three a week from today, so next week, and um, he just started walking a couple of months ago. He's talking a lot more. And so, you know, the, the sweet things are, sort of the things we celebrate every day with our daughter. Yeah. But for him, they're a, they take a lot more time and a lot more development. Yeah, I feel like work. when, you know, when she started walking, it was like, oh, you know, she's, it's time for her to start walking. And it just, it was exciting. But when he started walking, we were crying and oh, it, was, yeah. it was a way bigger deal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what impact has he had on your, uh, your family, your extended family? friends, neighbors, neighborhood? That, that's a, yeah. a complicated um, answer, I think, because it's vast. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think the first thing that we had to learn was to ask for help. Um, and so I think for our family, um, we had to learn how to come together. We had to ask for help, ask my family to watch our daughter when we were going to surgeries. Um, but I don't know, at the end of the day, it has been really amazing to see people come to our aid, the amount of love that people show our, our son and our family in general. Um, I wasn't super comfortable being really public with Edison and his journey, but um, my sister basically begged me to start a Facebook page for him and to write updates on Facebook anytime milestones occurred. Um, and it was, it was pretty amazing just to see the number of people that would express um, emotions or interest. interest or love or whatever it was they wanted to say you know, about Edison or our family. And um, that's been remarkable because I think it's, I don't know, I think it's easy to lose hope in humanity depending on your circumstances sometimes. And um, man, when, when you have a child like this, or at least for us, um, there's you just see the beautiful things in people. You get to see that in your own family, <clears throat> but in other people too. And it's, <laughs> that's, it's, it's a huge blessing to be honest. Yeah, so. sure. What, if I came to you and um, I had a diagnosis of a child that had uh, Apert syndrome in utero, and I was wrestling with uh, whether to keep the child or not. What advice would you give me? Oh, oh, that's easy. I mean, I feel like even though it's challenging, like the challenges aren't—they're so worth the. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Definitely. I don't—I don't even feel like it's a question of like—is—is is he worth it? I mean, he's—he's pretty high functioning, you know, and he's. He's happy and pleasant and he's just like a normal little boy. We just have a lot of surgeries and stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, little delays, but. 
And I mean, I would tell people that you, you think you know what the capacity to love is with your first child or, you know, with your second child or with your spouse or whatever it is. But man, when you have to care for a child that um, requires a different kind of attention, your capacity to love is increased so dramatically. And I, I mean, I would just tell anybody that your life changes in the most remarkable and positive ways. It's there. There's very little downside. I mean, yeah, we have to watch our son hurt, and um, that that's the hardest part. But <clears throat> I mean, the happiness and the joy and um, the progress is it overshadows any negatives a hundred, a thousand million times over. Wonderful. So. Thank you.